to another edition of the Catholic Messenger Conversations podcast with Bishop Thomas Zinkula and me, Barbara Arlen Fye, from the Catholic Messenger. Today we are going to talk about the role of youth in the Catholic Church. What a shocker, right, Bishop? That's an important subject matter everybody's thinking about and talking about youth, that's for sure, as they kind of drift away. Um, uh, more so in recent years than in former years. Right, and and so I was just wondering, how do you part? How how did you participate in in the church when you were a youth? You know, what what roles did you serve? Well, I was a parishioner, and like, like all you. parishioners, I went to mass, <laughs> um, Sunday mass. Um, we, my family, also. I don't know, for a while there, we're into the first Friday devotion thing. You know that whole deal. So I remember it was like nine kids and we're on the farm and, you know, and getting things, you know, rushing through things. So we get to mass and before school, wow. you know, on a, on a weekday morning. And I don't remember what we did for food, you know, because um, that was an important thing, you know, this, so I, I, so it says something about, you know, just how my parents viewed faith and the significance of it. So I was, um, so that I remember that. You know, I don't remember it, like monthly confession, maybe Saturday afternoon. Um, and how, the, how far was your church away from like the farm? It was like three and a half miles, three and a half, four miles. So not you know, real not far, too but far. still. We prayed the rosary, at least during Lent. I can't remember if it was, um, I try to block these things from my memory, you know, some of these <laughs> <That's> <laughs> whining right. about it, you know, oh, you know. But for sure during Lent, and I don't remember if it was, I don't think we, we didn't pray it every day, otherwise, I don't think. But I was an altar server, you know, from... Oh, you were... When, what, how, when, what, how old were you? Pretty when? young. I don't remember exactly, but I was pretty young. Um, I, I remember we... It was sort of... It wasn't still the Latin Mass, but it was just kind of the new... Um, right after Vatican new II changes, there. and I remember holding patents and sticking it in my si- brother and sister's I neck. I do remember when I, when that. I was, oh, wow. yeah, of course. And it didn't help much anyway because the host would hit it and roll off normally. <laughs> but um, you know, I remember that. I, w- I think I was a lector then in high school. At some point, I switched over to that. You know, Do you remember went, the guitar masks? Oh, when sure, the yeah, yeah. Gar- guitar masks. Oh, came yeah, in? I remember, yeah, all that. Yeah. So, that did you do any enough. singing and playing during that time? No, I no, I didn't do that. I sang in the chorus in high school, but I, I didn't sing at church. I was, um, you know, religious education, of course. And my folks were very involved, so they would pull us into whatever something was going on, some you know dinner or some activity of some sort. I would, you know, I just. So, so the parental thing. involvement was really oh yeah yeah a big huge yeah, they were a huge example for me wow for I, me you know in terms of participation you know back in those days especially maybe even still now like farmers men right you didn't sing I mean that wasn't cool right my dad sang my dad loved to sing and oh, so that is I remember so cool. I remember okay I didn't really pay attention to other guys but they probably weren't singing for the most part but my dad did and so you know just uh, I didn't even think about it but that that made an impact on me right. you know, in terms of just participating and joyfully and you know um, and so yeah that was I, I, I think that was that was that made a difference for me did, did you like being an altar server was that something you wanted to do or oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. your parents wanted you to do yeah no yeah no I don't know it's just na- just what you do it's natural they didn't make make me do it or anything I, I'm sure I wanted to do it did your other brothers oh yeah yeah pretty much everybody 
and there weren't girls serving then. So I don't remember what my sisters did. They might have been lectors. And I think one of my sisters helped, did, helped with music, I think. Um, so. And how do you think roles have changed in the church or evolved since you were a kid? Well, you know, we didn't have, I remember going to a retreat at Divine Word College when I was like a freshman in high school. Uh-huh. That stands out to me. And I only went because I knew that they had, they had, there was a pool there, we could swim, <laughs> and there was a basketball court, and we pick up basketball. That's, that's probably, you know, I'm, there's probably the, the spiritual side of things, probably there's something there with that, but, right. but that other stuff was more attractive. And so I remember doing that, and, uh, and, I, and I remember that being a good experience. Otherwise, there, weren't, there wasn't like a youth group, there, wasn't, there weren't retreats, you know, we would have been on them if there were. There weren't like lock-ins or, you know, so, and, you know like now there's service opportunities. Right, yeah. I don't know, you, I think we were doing things like that, but not so identified, you know, so separately from the rest of the parish or whatever. And right. There wasn't, um, yeah, there weren't, there just, there weren't, it just wasn't that kind of, um, you were, it's more... I don't know. There didn't need to be different things for youth. I don't think it seems like because, I, I don't because remember it was, a, it was that family either. stuff. I mean, you, you, the whole family's involved in things. Did, so did we think, didn't yeah. separate segregate out as much. But um, but so, yeah. So like nowadays, some things I'm invo- involved in or will be involved in, you know, um, like there's one bread, one cup. This thing at Mind Red for liturgy, kind of more of a liturgical kind of kids, high school kids are into that. Tell so, me about that. I don't. I haven't. I don't really know a lot about. I haven't experienced yet. But they wanted me to St. Mary's in Iowa City, and um, you know, they. Uh, that's a big thing. But Patty McTaggart and, and, and uh, um, Father Belger, they take some kids. Some of it's. Oh, that's <clears throat> some, right. Part of it's like for the guys is promoting vocations. You know, you never know. But they they were, were planning on doing this last year, but then then we couldn't go. So so now there's. This year we're going to go, and it's maybe four days. We go. I think there's different. I think it maybe there's a couple of different places. It's Benedictine, um, so we're going to go to Minerad. Uh-huh. That's where they they generally go. So I'll do part. Of, so there's young young people that are in, interested in liturgy, and it's and there's there's something in like um, is it Dewitt. For- they go somewhere. They go to maybe Notre Dame or something for something, another kind of a thing. I can't remember what it's called, but. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what exactly. I mean, is this more for? Is it for males only, or I don't can females think, go? No, I don't think. I think it's. I think it's both. I'm pretty sure. Um, so anyway, so there's that. There's NCYC. They didn't have that when I was growing up. That yeah. kind of a thing. And so I, you know, I've participated in that. Hold on to love. This thing that that. Um, that John Boucher, Boucher was doing. Did. There was a local thing. This um, just this 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 year. So right. There's four online. Um, sessions and I participate in that and then you know like the Sikh conference that the um, focus missionaries do this year it was online and, and that's with college students isn't that's it? college and um, and so I since it was they they did it locally this year because people couldn't travel and, and, and meet in large groups so I, I was at the end of that there's a mass at the Newman Center and kind of the f- closing thing and so those are all Things that I participated in, and I'm aware, I'm, I'm aware of that, that um, you know, there was nothing like that back when. No, when I, I don't was recall that either. What, so, what changes? You've been a priest for what, 30 years or something like that? 1990. 
Wow, 31 years. So what changes have you observed in youths over the years? I mean, are, are kids pretty much the same they've always been? Or are they, are they have different needs spiritually? Or, or what, what are you seeing? Well, I, you know, kids are kids at their heart, but they're exposed to a lot more, a lot sooner than I was. I was kind of naive compared to yeah. the situation now. There's lots more things you can get into that are problematic addictions you right. know and um and just you know with the internet there's like good things about the internet but there's some things that aren't so good there's there's more challenges for sure there's kids are more there's more anxiety I mean, this is documented in more depression more suicidal ideation and attempts and um it's why you, tougher why do you suppose that is what why more i don't well i you know i mean we're becoming an increasingly secular society and you know, there's not this grounding, and it's predictable. Perhaps I'm saying this because you know, as a priest, bishop, but but I think if you know, the, when God is less and less the center, and faith is less and less the center, what do you have to hang on to? Right. You know, and 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 so there, it's partly that it's multifaceted for sure. It's um, you know, just kind of uh, the fast pace of life. Right. You know, kids doing more and more and more and more and more, and you know, so it's like things. It's you know, that's you know, and the pressure going to break. You know, you know, right. pressure, um, those kinds of things. I don't know. It's, it's probably a lot of a different lot of, things. Of those things. And so, you know, what are some family you, breakdown? You know, lots more. You know, single parent families and divorce, and that's going to impact. Young that people. was present when we were growing up. Not like. Oh my not, gosh! Not the way Fifty percent, you know. I don't know of marriages. No, 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 no. Not even close. Okay, no, I'll trust you on single that. Single parent families, right? That was a rare bird when when I was growing. We were growing up. Okay, I'll trust you on that one. So, what are some practical ways that families and their kids can balance all these extra activities, the sports and the extracurricular activities, and participation in the church? I wish I had the answer to that, Barb, but that's that's a um, million-dollar question. I mean, I have my thoughts on it, um, priorities, what are our, our priorities, and just articulate them, you know, and, and, and as a family, this is what's most important, and to draw lines, you know, like in terms of um, keeping holy the Lord's day, you know. I mean, just even that, can we do that? Um, and, and what does that look like exactly? So I remember having a conversation with one of my brothers, um, years ago when his kids were young and they were really into baseball his two sons and so they were like travel team and all this right. stuff and lots of time with that and um, and so you know weekends and so I remember you know so they would they would still they'd go to mass somewhere so that was and then I remember the conversation being about okay you know is this real and so it's it's recreation for us there's these families that become very tight knit you know, and there's, yes. there's there's this community kind of a thing, and he that was kind of cool. they were kind of feeling maybe they were rationalizing, but they kind of felt like this is this is okay. You know, we're all together as a family, and and we're going to mass, and I don't know. I mean, it's that's very cool. How do you, how do you weigh that kind of stuff? But I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a real challenging time to. I think for parents, like say a group of Catholic parents or Christian parents. You know, they tend to kind of go along with, with the crowd, and maybe they don't stick together more and speak out more and say, you know, I think 
let's keep Sunday sacrosanct, you know. Can we, if there's enough group, a large right. enough group to push back, you know, I mean, you see that more with the Jewish community in terms of right. keeping holy the Sabbath. People respect that and they, and they work around that. So um, maybe we're, we just don't, you know, we don't we don't work together enough on that. We're not we don't yeah. we're not outspoken enough on that. You know, I have such a wonderful impression of when my family would go on vacation. My my um, you know my my husband and our sons. We always made sure we'd go to mass on yeah. like Saturday night or Sunday. We'd find a church somewhere. Right. And I remember one year that we had um, there was like a, a little Cub Scout troop or something in front of us. And I just was so struck because they obviously had been near a campfire for quite a while because you could smell that smell of a campfire. But I remember I was so impressed with that, that, you know, that that Cub Scout leader made darn sure that he was going to have those kids at mass. Yeah, no, I I remember as as pastor, I've been in those situations. They're out on some camping thing in in the area and they find the closest church and... Yeah, they come. What what a what a what what a witness that is to it folks. It is, and the other thing. Well, kids. it was a witness to my kids, and the other thing is that it was really encouraging to me, and it made me realize that it is important that this is, and 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 the idea that was kind of an adventure. I mean, it was a new church we'd never been. Yeah, there yeah, before. right. It, it can be. Yeah, it can be a really good thing. I one thing that's different, you know, um, like when I was growing up, it was. Things were centered around adults, you know. Yeah. Kids were seen but not heard, and I remember Sundays would be one set of grandparents or the other. Kids would be outside doing their thing, and the adults were inside talking. If you had a question, you'd sort of quietly kind of, you know, tap your, come in to, on the side and t- tap your yes. on the shoulder, and, yeah, and ask this question. And, and sometimes they'd, oh, hey, hey, Tommy's here, mm-hmm. like you know, whatever, whatever. But that's not the case now. It's it's so much focused on. It's not all bad. Maybe maybe, right. maybe it was you know, it wasn't the perfect thing back then. But but now it's so centered around kids and their activities. You know. Um, that's a good point. What, what is what you know? So what does that say to kids? But you know what else I'm seeing that is kind of cool. Like in my parish, there's a, a grandma who I, I love dearly, and her granddaughter who's you know 25 comes to mass with her on Saturday nights. Yeah. She, she she joins her. She she they don't come in together. Yeah, that's generally. Nice, yeah. But it's so cool because that's a bond they have. And you know, I pray for them. I mean, because I think that is so cool that the example that they're setting and and the bond that's creating and I think boy, just examples like that if people could see that and see what a great sure, way right. yeah, those, for the generations really, to come together. Yeah, definitely. But I'm wondering also, you know, we we, he, we keep hearing about the rise of the nuns in today's society, you know, the people who have no church affiliation at all. And I'm just wondering how relevant are parish communities and youth groups in youth lives? How, how do we improve on that? How do we help them to see that that's something they need? I was just talking to a young man the other day, and he was talking about, he said, oh, yeah, I pray before I go to bed. I, I'm really, you know, it's really important to me. But he said, churches... He said they're they're not. He said I they they all have their problems. Right, because it's made up of human beings, and every you know so it's going to be the case. And families are going to have their problems. But do people walk away from their families? Hopefully not. You know, because there's problems there too. So that's it's easy to say that so say those things. And I mean, I I, I use a story often to in, um, to, to in this kind of a situation. Um, and in fact, I used it in a homily recently. So it's on my mind. So there was this guy one time, um, 
who decided he wasn't going to go to church anymore. You know, um, I, you know, I don't need it. I can find God in the woods. There are a bunch of hypocrites yeah. anyway, and all this stuff. So he stops going to mass, and and people know why. He's told people, and the pastor hears about it and everything. And so, you know, a couple weeks later, the pastor, uh, a Sunday evening, a cold Sunday evening, the pastor stops by his place and and um, knocks on the door, and the guy, surprised but not surprised, you know, and invites him in. They sit by the fireplace. And you know, and uh, chit chatting, and neither of them kind of bring up the subject that's on both of their minds. You know, it's fine. There's a lull in the conversation, and the and the pastor, the priest, um, you know, there's this fire tongs and reaches into the this red hot fire. You know, um, you know, uh, and, and bright, and you know, uh, all this light emanating from it reaches in, takes a coal, and sets it on the hearth and uh, by itself, and pretty quickly it becomes cold and, and dark, right? Uh-huh, right. And, and so um, there's silence during this whole time, and then and then, then, then he takes it, he puts it back in those hot coals, and it lights up again, it's hot. You know, there's, there's light, and there's heat, right. and, and then there's, and then, he, and then he doesn't say anything, and the, and the guy, the tears coming down his eyes, okay, from, drop, falling from his eyes, and he's, I'll see you at church next Sunday, Father. Wow. So, I mean, we need each other. We right. can't do it alone. And I think we know that deep inside. Right. We need community. We need God. You know, um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the community. It's a community right there in God, you know, right. in the Trinity. So I think I think people are going to, they're going to, you're going to miss that. I think. I we, think they do people now. People need community. And I think we all know that deep down. And right. some of these problems that we're talking about, you know, it's because of things like that. We don't have enough community. Well, and they've said during COVID, people, young people especially, said they were so lonely. They felt so lonely. Yeah. Um, well, you couldn't exactly go to church the last year, but you can now. Right. And so maybe that's a way to, to come back. I guess I'm wondering, what are your thoughts about requiring or encouraging every parish to have like a youth representative on its parish council? Is that a good idea? Is that a way to help figure out what what would really help youth and their I mean, spiritual needs? Right. I don't know. It sounds like a good idea, and it can right. be. A, I'm not. I, I'm sort of like okay. If someone wants to do that, that's fine. My experience of that. So is that is it more just kind of tokenism? Yeah. Okay, we've got this kid, so we care about kids and. My experience, they usually don't say much. They're intimidated, right. yeah. so they, you know, maybe they can learn something. It's, but I don't know how. And then they're they're so busy, and there's one more thing to do. You know, you can put on your resume. You know, whatever. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm I, it, it wouldn't be. I don't feel so strong about it that I that I would mandate it, mandate or it, like or, yeah. or or say you can't do it or you know. Right. It's, it's, it's fine. It's not the answer. It needs to be something that's meaningful where they actually have some input yeah. and are able to share ideas. Right. So maybe they have like a youth council or something. You oh, know? Okay. I mean, you know, that's, that's a good idea. Something like that. I like that. What are your thoughts about tapping into the right of Christian initiation of adults? Is, is, would that be something to do to help youths um, maybe feel a sense of belonging in a faith community or learn more about the richness of the liturgy and and the church and what it means in our lives like going through that process like going through that process yeah people people use that a lot for um they've used it over the years for like um marriage preparation kind of right like yeah using that model or i don't know about baptism preparation but i well, we've been you know in, in our vision 2020 efforts and now 
um, re rediscovering Sunday and all right. those kinds of things that we're doing. There, I mean, that's part of there's this um, chapter seventy five in the right of Christian initiation of adults, and it kind of kind of lays it out. It's, it's kind of for, for during the period of the catechumenate. So you're supposed to have formal catechesis, right? You know, um, and that can look like however you, you know it's going to look like. There should be liturgy and prayer, and there should be you know witness and service, and then as well as community and hospitality. Those are the kinds of things that should be present for in every situation, you know, that's, for yeah, adults, for youth. So I would say, especially there's like the three kind of the three um, legs of the stool really are, are the catechesis, faith formation, education, prayer, worship, and then service. You know, um, those three things. They're, they're kind of what holds us up, the church up, and then yeah, around that community hospitality, all that stuff. Right, it fits in there. But those three things, with youth, we need to be doing something with with, with that. Those things, because some, it's all important. We you know obviously be doing something in the, with all those three areas. But then, it's it's different ways in for di- so somebody's maybe more musically inclined, and they come in through worship, one bread, one cup, you know? Mm-hmm. Or um, somebody's more wanting out to be out there and love your neighbor and, 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 and service, and they come in that door, and then you build on that, okay? Well, you know, there's some um, uh, service thing or, or mission trip, and then when you're done with it, you pray, and you talk about, you know, um, how, does this, what is, how does this fit into church? What does church have to do with this? Right. What does this have to do with... Um, our mission as disciples of Christ, you know, how, how does our faith fit into this thing? And pray, you know, and and you know, and, and share. That's and social teachings of the church. You know, it can open things up in other directions, um, or with um, you know, catechesis or faith formation. Okay, well, what do you do with that then? You know, it's one thing to li- learn this stuff, but how do you live it? How do you take that out and evangelize and share your faith with others and live it? I've noticed that, like with NCYC that they will do that, or maybe it's some service projects, service trips, where they do have, they, at the end of the evening, they talk about what they've experienced and pray. Yeah, and, some, some, and, and so that seems to be really something special to the kids. I've yeah, I know some of them, some of the youth leaders will do that. I don't know that everybody does, but I would if I was a leader. You know, yeah, to process it, not just have this experience, but then process it. That's, that's really important with anything we do. You know, but it's including in this area. You know, I wonder if there's something with the whole intimacy idea of it. Like, I, I went to um, the Larsh community, people with special needs right. who live in community with people without special needs. And I remember at the end of the evening, like after the dinner hour, we would, um, they, they turned off the lights and they had lit candles and we were all in a little circle and they prayed together. And it was such a beautiful moment. I mean, it was right. just really, and it was just a, this small group of us, you know, like seven or eight people in one of the houses. I think it's a missed opportunity if you're Catholic or Christian and you don't take advantage, of the, if there's not some prayer in it, it's not some reflection, some sharing, that's who we are, you know. Um, Maybe that we, has to be part of everything right. we do. I was just wondering about that. So why are you so attracted, it seems like, to social service or community service or other volunteerism, but not so much at, about attending mass or prayer services? Is there, how do we connect the, the service and the faith so that they see that they are so integrally, integrally linked? Well, we've talked about that already, you know, a little bit, you know, in terms of um, 
prayer and reflection and so that you know in terms of service and and, and associating with faith mm-hmm. and putting it all together so we you know i, I mean it's a, it feels good to help people right yeah it does so you know so you know um going to mass and it's more abstract sort of and you know i suppose for, for kids depending on how they approach it and um versus this concrete specific thing active hands-on i mean mass is supposed to be you know um full conscious active participation right if you do then you're gonna it's gonna feel good with that too you know there too but if you're not you're just gonna passive then you know i don't get anything out of it kind of thing but so out there serving people helping people that's satisfying is meaningful we all you know and we all like that so um but you know i mean the reading last so at the end of Mass, what, what do we say? There's a dismissal, right? And go right. out there and live this and share this and be this and, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, um, in the, the last weekend, the reading, gospel reading was remain in Jesus. You yeah. Know, it was in my homily I was saying the word remain is in that those eight verses eight times. And then, um, and then bear fruit. I think it was five times it says that. So there's just remain in Jesus, worship, prayer, you know, that whole thing. Right. Sitting at Jesus' feet, Mar- or Mary, you know, Mary kind of a thing. And then go out there and bear fruit, you right. know, uh, and, and, and um, put this into practice. Sir, the service thing. And Martha, you know, so Martha and Mary, that's more, right. more Martha. They, they, they go together. You can't, so, you know. So um, it's in the homily, isn't it? Some of that has to, maybe that's where some of it comes out. So people see how it relates to their life. Well, yeah, we have to, yeah, we have to help them to do that, and obviously in the homily. But, but so then we're out there, you get tired serving people, and you need to be, you, know, you're, you're kind of renew your, your um, spirit and everything. So you come back to church for that, and you're fed in the Eucharist, right? Right. Nourished there. So, and then in the Eucharist, and then, and so then with the Eucharist, we can't just keep it to ourselves. We need to take it out there and, and do something with it and live it. So it all, they all, it all goes together, you know. They feed off each other, and we need both. What do you see about the role of maybe um, youth serving as catechists? I mean, it, it, you know, some of the parishes have their youth after their confirms, hey, do you want to help us out with, uh, you know, the kindergarten or first grade? Yeah, no, I think it's good. I, I used to, uh, as a pastor, you know, um, part of the program would be, okay, you're going to be f- full members of the church, you know, right. with this this third sacrament and of confirmation, and um, what are you going to do? And so, and so here's all these different opportunities. One of them might be a catechist. I, 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 and I find your place. And even now with confirmation, sometimes I'll talk to the, to the youth about that, that, you know, um, you know, what's your gift and how can you contribute? And, oh, that's a great idea. But, um, I, you know, in terms of a catechist, I don't know. I mean, you know, um, okay, so they're, you know, if they're younger, they'd have a, more of a limited experience of the church, of the faith, and limited knowledge of, of their faith and limited life experience. So maybe they don't have as much to give, you know, so that could be right. okay. But on the other side of it, they're closer in age to students, you know, right. those younger people. They're going to have there's energy, enthusiasm, joy that they yeah. that they you know bring, and um, they're bit, maybe you know probably better able to connect with young people. So I think the pros far outweigh the cons. And if there's a, you know, if they're not capable of doing it on their own, they could be an assistant or something. You know, it's it's not like they have to be the teacher, but some some young people can do it. Right. I mean, exactly. 
So, but you raise a maybe good even point. Better too. than an adult, you know. Whatever. You raise a good point, though. I mean, maybe it is that after they're confirmed, caring adults need to help them see that they have a gift, and hey, where they could take that gift in the church, right? right? I, I do. The, I would do the same thing with our CIA folks. Find yeah. a place for them. Find a place. CW. Somebody right. that's not been involved yeah. in the church very much. Find a place for them. We we do these programs and things, and then it's we don't do the mystagogia. We don't kind of. Right. You know, Absolutely. help them experience church and know, know what's going on, and then, and then you know, yeah, wh- where do you fit into this? What are your gifts? And because otherwise they get lost. But if you're right. part of a group, whether it's a choir or it's um, you're a server, you know, part of that liturgical right. group, or you're doing some service kind of a group or whatever it is, people need a home. They need a place. That is. Oh, that's a that's such a good point. I love that. What about now the Newman Center? In October, there's going to be some kind of a campaign, of a capital campaign, I think? No. No, what is it? We've had the um, cathedral um, Sunday, whatever that's been okay, called, yeah, yeah. for the last five years. Things are really good there. They built their new center, and, and um, so now the Newman Center could use some assistance. They don't have... They have students as parishioners, you know, and they've yeah. got lots of money, yeah. and and they haven't been around as much, so they 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 could use some help right now, and um, so so yeah, so there's going to be this annual collection okay. will be for that versus That's the right. cathedral. And how do you see that helping to strengthen? Will that help strengthen like the 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 kinds of things they do with youth or with the college yeah, students? Right. Or? I mean, they'll just have they'll have be able to um, have more activities, and not that they're okay. going to add a ton of staff, but Right. They just they need they're in deficit situation. I got so they, it. They okay. need some help. So then, and things at the Newman Center are really going well. I mean, okay. they're. I, I was there for that Sikh um, mass, right. and after I was talking to, to young to young people, some of the students. It's this gal. She's going to join Focus Missionaries. And she's um, she was saying when she and she's been going to mass and stuff, but you know, so she's a senior this year, and she's been maybe a couple of years now with Focus Missionaries, experiencing what they what they have to offer. And so you know, so the first couple of years, okay, fine, I'm Catholic. This is whatever. Now she's on fire with her faith, and she was saying, you know, there's been such a change. I never would have expected it. She's going to go give a, a year or two of her life to. Being a missionary and on some college campus somewhere. We need to do How cool is that? that? Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you should. There's, there's two yes, of them. Definitely. No, there's three of them. There's three oh, young yeah. women. Oh, yeah, Father Jeff, I got to get back to him. No, on you that. should. They, yeah, they're all, yeah. And then there's, you know, people going off to seminary and uh, novices. There's, it's, talk to Father Jeff about things. He smiles. Because yeah. even with COVID and the restrictions and the limitations and people not around as much. You know, he kind of says, "Gosh, what would we, do? where would we be at if it if it wasn't for COVID? Because things right. are really going well. Right. There's a critical mass. There's energy. It's contagious. It's attractive. They're really excited about things there. So, for the diocese to feed that, right? You know, so they that can even like do better. Good, yeah. Why would we not do that? I mean, they have, they've got Bible studies or service and social, you know, service trips, social justice kinds of things, adoration. There's small group stuff, retreats." You know, liturgy and music ministries, community building stuff, discernment groups. Um, it's it's really it's really taken off there. It's exciting. That's very exciting. So I'm just wondering, we may have time just to quickly look at this, or maybe we should take it another time. About you know, I wanted to know how the church can help youth reconcile the differences between 
you know, what the culture is telling them and, and, and church teaching. I mean, sometimes they're seeing, you know, they're, they're struggling with what the church teaches on a particular issue. Right. So I always say, and I probably said it in this podcast before, it's kind of some of my little lines that I use all the time is, you know, know what you're, know what you're saying no to. K-N-O-W, what you're saying, N-O-2. People don't. Young people don't. Even adults don't. They, they, there's this caricature, caricature of the church out there, and here's what they are, and it's not who we are, really. Right. But, but young people, and, and even and not just young people, accept it and reject it. And right. it's like, that's not who we are. So they don't even, they don't know what they're saying no to. And they don't make informed decisions. So like if, you're, if 13 is a median age for... Um, you know, people checking out of the church, which means half of them are before that even. Right. Oh, my goodness. Were you able at 13 to kind of make a good decision about that, you, you know, no. um, th- in terms of life no. experience and knowledge? And so that's a problem, you know. So that, you know, um, I don't know. What do we the, do about that? We need to teach the truth. Okay. We need to, there's a, you know, all this stuff about apologetics these days, understanding our faith, being able to defend it. There's a bit, you know, thought of that out there. Um, Bishop Barron talks about not dumbing down the faith. You know, right. we don't need to give them these little platitudes and things. Let's give them some, the meat, give, you know, present it in a way they can understand it. Um, just to, and, and some of these, like, you know, in terms of the uh, um, certain issues, there's, we, you know, there's, um, there, there's, there's something behind those. There's, there's a basis for it. This, this, you know, each of the, those teachings and there's a theology there's a Christian anthropo- anthropology there's you know there's a reason why we have this teaching so somebody might just reject it you know I don't like this but you know but do you not understand why we, right. we, and we, we, need we to have this teaching that. And you still might you might still kind of struggle with it whatever but but I hope you know hopefully people recognize the church not just being mean or, you know, not because we don't go along with all the worldly right. positions on things that we actually, there's, it's coming from somewhere, right. you know, and, oh, huh, you know, um, but I, and I, we should try to align our thinking with the churches. We should give the church the benefit of the doubt and try to, try to get there, get to where the church is if we're struggling. Mm-hmm. People don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. we don't. I appreciate that. Bishop, I think we've come to the end of our podcast for today. There are some other issues that we'll be able to address in the next month, right? There's lots of issues out there, Barb. We'll, take we can, we'll tackle them. We'll take them one by one. One and one yeah, by that's one. Cool. Thanks, Bishop. Yep, my pleasure. That's it Thank for you. this edition of Catholic Messenger Conversations. Join us next time.